What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. That is true. Hello, live and on tape. From beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely and well-lit Kinston, North Carolina. My goodness, it's getting light out there right now. Uh, today is Tuesday, February the 20th in the year of our Lord 2024. It is continuing to be Freedom Classic Week here in Lenora County. Uh, this is episode 1027 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, those two gentlemen will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. We have got a fun show for you here today on tap. Joining us in less than 20 minutes, he's the news editor of the Carteret County News Times. He's our resident NBA and hoops expert, Richard Clark, of the NBA All-Star Game, and it's awful court. Are finally behind us, so we're going to wrap up everything from the weekend in Indianapolis. We're going to take a look at the second half of the 2023-24 NBA season. Probably talk a little college hoops and more with our friend. I'm not going to talk a lot about Virginia. I can go ahead and tell you that. Ah, heck, I will. I've already been messaging with uh, Mr. Clemens this morning. And, man, we're on uh, Twitter. We uh, went, uh, had a little back and forth on there. And, man, Mike Avahoo's, I don't even know what to say, man. I don't even know what happened last night uh, in Blacksburg at Virginia Tech. I mean, I, I've never seen... A basketball team have this kind of seat. They're a twenty-win seat, a twenty-win team. Virginia is, but when they lose, they lose big. I mean, they're twenty and seven right now, and uh, gosh, I don't want to talk about them. I just don't want to talk about them. Uh, just they're bad. Maybe I'll try to get some perspective from uh, Rich on them. But man, the ACC is uh, coming coming down to uh, what this last this final couple of weeks is uh, going to be an amazing finish. I really think so. I mean, Carolina's struggling. What, they've lost three of their last five. Duke's not really. I mean, I guess they're, of all the teams in the ACC, they probably have looked the best over the last couple of weeks, taking away that, uh, if you don't count the uh, the Carolina loss. I just don't know what's going on, man. And Maybe, maybe the experts are right when they say that uh, the ACC only deserves two or three teams in the NCAA tournament, because I got to tell you, uh, the way Virginia is playing right now, the way uh, Clemson is playing, uh, maybe Duke and Carolina is it. And I doubt they, I doubt either one of those teams make it out of the first weekend. I mean, I don't think they'll get beaten the first round, but heck, Lord knows they probably could. But it's just, it's, it's a bad time right now to be an ACC basketball uh, fan, and specifically a Virginia fan. Heck, uh, Mr. Clemens, NC State might be one of the two or three best teams in the ACC right now. And that, that is definitely a possibility. But anyway, we're going to talk to uh, Richard Clark about all of that in less than 20 minutes. But I really do. I wanted to, since I was in Indy the, over, for the first half of this past weekend, kind of want to get his thoughts on uh, everything going on with the NBA. we got the second half of the season coming up. Can't wait to see what uh, he has to say about all that. 
Uh, it has been a hot minute since we've been joined by our second hour guest, Catherine Pearson from the LCC Foundation and Jessica Cruz from the school's drama department. Uh, there are a lot of exciting things going on over at LCC. Catherine and Jessica are going to get us caught up on all of them. Love those ladies to death and uh, very excited to have them join me here in our second hour. So uh, there you go. Richard Clark in our first hour. Catherine Pearson, Jessica Cruz in our second hour. Uh, a, a nice birthday game. And before you know it, we'll be wrapping everything up here as we always do. Man, hope you had a chance to see the Daytona 500 last night. It was kind of weird watching it on a uh, Monday night. You know, that's a, that's a Sunday thing, and it is what it is. But uh, they made the right decision moving it to last night. Uh, congratulations to William Byron for uh, his champion or his championship for his. <laughs> Heck, it's a good uh, four-bearer for a championship. But uh, he did really well. Uh, ends up uh, winning the race last night under caution, and uh, congratulations to him. Uh, who uh, It had to have been uh, Paul, I guess, here on the show yesterday. We were talking about who we were picking to win. I had Chase Elliott. I had William Byron's uh, teammate winning it. Doggone, if uh, Hendrick Motorsports, which is what Paul said, uh, we knew they were going to be strong, and they did a really good job. But, uh, man, a, uh exciting Exciting uh, matchup there uh, at Daytona last night. Uh, well, I guess it was last night, but yesterday afternoon. Uh, just a heck of a race. Uh, again, uh, congratulations to William Byron, and congratulations to uh, all uh, all the uh, – <clears throat> and, and again, seeing number 24 and it not being Jeff Gordon, I mean, that's another thing that just uh, is just – I wouldn't say bizarre, but uh, – uh, just a, a very neat thing, a very neat thing to see someone else in the, uh, the 24 car and then not be Jeff Gordon. So, uh, again, congratulations to, uh, all my Chevy friends. Uh, yes, I, I know I've got way too many of them and, uh, it, it was a pretty good race. Uh, but, 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 but I was trying to find the results there. I, I, I don't know if I'm just getting old. Which, well, God knows that's true too, but uh, I can't find anything I, I, I want to find online anymore, man. I mean, it, and it's everywhere. Uh, it, it, like right now, I'm trying to find the results for the race, and it's almost impossible to find the results on the for the race. <sighs> Daytona results. William Byron was first. Alex Bowman was second. Christopher Bell was third. Corey LaJoy fourth. And Bubba Wallace fifth. So good finishes for all of them there. Uh, some of the other big names throughout the field. Kyle Larson ended up finishing 11th. Kyle Busch, who struggled early, and I don't know if was he. I think he was a lap down early. He ends up on the uh, on the on the winning lap and uh, is 12th place. Chase Elliott, who I picked to win it, ends up 14th, and uh, so on and so forth. There, it just. Uh, Pretty good racer last night, and now it's on to Atlanta for NASCAR for the NASCAR Cup Series. Okay, um, the Freedom Classic is this weekend. Don't forget, 6 p.m. on Friday, 2 p.m. on Saturday, 12:30 on Sunday. Uh, there are going to be flyovers every night. It's just going to be, as always, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, with the Air Force taking on Navy. This show, the official show of uh, the Freedom Classic and uh, very excited about what's going to be coming into town later on this week. Uh, go ahead and make your plans now. I mean, tickets are ridiculously affordable. Uh, I think I'm going to have some tickets to give away here later on this week too. So uh, if you if you would like to win tickets instead of buying tickets, then you could do that right here on the show. But you know what? 
go ahead and plan on going anyway. Again, tickets are very affordable. I think they're seven bucks a piece, and uh, just all the great pomp and circumstance and everything is going to be going out going on out at Historic Granger Stadium uh, this weekend. But again, six o'clock game on Friday, two o'clock game on Saturday, and then a twelve thirty game on Sunday to wrap everything up. Underdog Fantasy, uh, one of our new sponsors here that we've been talking about for a minute now for well than a month. Uh, well over a month. Uh, I played last night with Daytona. Man, I felt really good about my picks, too. I ended up doing a, a five-part uh, picks, and uh got to tell you, I uh, only got three of them. Although, again, I will stand by them. I feel really good. This is what I picked last night uh, or yesterday. I had Chase Elliott finishing better than 8.5 because I had him winning the race. So, I mean, I felt very confident about that. He ends up finishing 14th, so I missed that one. Ty Gibbs, worse than 11.5. He finished 17th, so ding, 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 I got that one. Danny Hamlin, who everybody was picking to win the race, uh, I had they uh, underdog had him at 6.5, better than 6.5 winning position. I went with better. He ended up 19th, so a little shocked with that. Joey Logano, uh, America's driver Joey Logano, yes, and I'm wearing my Joey Logano shirt this morning. Uh, the ladies will get to see it when they come in here. I can't not wait to see how impressed they're going to be higher than 15.5 laps led and i felt really good about that one he ends up winning or ends up leading 45 so i got that one and then the last one was michael mcdowell who's on the outside pole they had uh better or worse than 12.5 finishing position i said worse and sure enough he finished 36 so uh, again i got three out of the five i did not win anything but i felt pretty good about it you too can play underdog fantasy all you have to do is go to uh, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the free Underdog Fantasy app on your initial deposit up to $100. You can, uh, up to $100, you will get matched dollar for dollar up to $100 if you use the promo code HANKS, that's H-A-N-K-S, and uh, you can be a winner like me, although I was not a winner yesterday. Uh, it is what it is. Hey, registration is open for the WRNS St. Jude Golf Classic for sponsors. I believe the, the field is full now, but go to WRNS.com, click on the golf tournament logo, and uh, register your business there. Or give uh, Jason Bryant a call. Everybody, you got his number. Right? Give Jason a call. He will hook you up and get your uh, business as a sponsor for the WRNS St. Jude Cl- Golf Classic. And you will be helping children uh, in their time of need and families in their time of need, too. Okay, let's go through uh, everything here. The LCC men's basketball team, who are on a three-game winning streak right now. They're 14-10 and 10 overall, 12-7 and 7 in Region 10. They've got three road games to end the uh, regular season. Uh, but they don't play again until Saturday. They're at Guilford Tech on Saturday at 3. They're at Cleveland Community College Sunday at 4. And then a week from tomorrow on Wednesday, February 28th, they will be at Pitt Community College, and we're going to do our best to be there. Linda and I are. We've already we've got it we've got it penciled into our schedule. It's not really in ink yet, but uh, we're going to do our best to be out there and see that. LCC baseball is five and three after uh, a uh, losing two out of three over the weekend to Richard Bland. They are at Barton College's JV team today uh, up in Wilson. They'll be taking them on, and then they'll play a three game home series against Fayetteville Tech over the weekend. They've got a doubleheader on Saturday that begins at noon, and then a nine-inning game on Sunday. <clears throat> Excuse me, that begins at noon. Uh, ECU men's basketball is fourteen and twelve overall, seven and six in the American Conference. They have won three games in a row in conference play. Congratulations to the Pirates! 
they had never done that before uh, before this past weekend. So congratulations to the Pirates. But uh, they've got a slow week today. They are off all week long until they travel to Texas to take on Rice Saturday at 2. That game will be on ESPNU. The ECU women's basketball team, 14-10 and 10 overall and 7-6 and six in league play. They are in sixth place, but they're only two games out of first in the conference. They are at home versus South Florida tomorrow at 6 o'clock, and then they are at SMU Saturday at 3. Uh, ECU baseball, uh, who had just an amazing, amazing first weekend uh, or opening weekend, uh, they are at Campbell today at 5, and then a, a unique three-game set versus Carolina this weekend. Uh, no, they're not all in Chapel Hill. They're not all at Clark LeClaire. They're going to be in three sites in three days. They begin in uh, Chapel Hill Friday at 4. Uh, then they play in Fayetteville at Seagrass Stadium uh, where the Woodpeckers play Saturday at 2. And then they're at Clark LeClaire on Sunday at 2. So, uh, again, very unique uh, uh, series against uh, the Carolina Tar Heels this weekend. So that should be uh, that should be a lot of fun this uh, weekend for ECU. Yeah, and I got to bring this up too, and I got to give all credit here to Keith Spence uh, when we had uh, uh, Coach on last week, Coach Godwin on the show here, in fact, a week ago today. Uh, one of the questions that uh, Spence had for him, and I thought it was a really good one, would be to see if they would do like that kind of series with Campbell. Now, they played Campbell twice this year at Campbell. Uh, in fact, today at five, and then uh, Campbell comes back and visits uh, Greenville later on in the season. But his question I thought was very cool, and it's along the lines of this Chapel Hill series. How cool would it be for ECU and Campbell to play and do the same thing? Do uh, you know one game in Bowie's Creek, do one game in Greenville, and then for their third game, how about uh, over at Historic Granger Stadium? How cool would that be? And especially with North Lenore's uh, Luke Cannon playing next year. Uh, he's recovering from surgery right now, but he'll be back uh, for next season. Would that not be awesome to see Luke Cannon on the mound at Granger Stadium for uh, Campbell and then taking on uh, the ECU Pirates? So, uh, you know, and it's uh, one of those things I meant to bring up over the last couple of days, but uh, Spence, that was a great question. I would love to see that. That would be amazing. But ECU baseball, again, at Campbell today, and then a three-game set against Carolina in Chapel Hill on Friday, in Fayetteville on Saturday, and then at Clark LeClaire on Sunday. ECU softball. Yes, we are talking ECU softball. They are 11-1 and one overall. They play in the uh, Pirate Invitational in G Vegas this weekend. Uh, the Pirate Invitational features uh, Towson, Ryder, and NC Central. The Pirates open uh, their portion of the Invitational with Towson and NC Central this Friday at 3 o'clock. It'll be back-to-back -back games, I believe 3 and 5.30 for uh, ECU. And, again, I mentioned this last week, and – I you want to see some quality softball again. They're 11 and one, and you want to go to a great facility, man. ECU's facility is amazing. It's amazing. Their softball facility. And on top of all that too, if you're, if you're a, if you're a cheap one, you don't even have to pay anything. Uh, games are free. Uh, the ECU women's lacrosse, ECU softball, it doesn't cost a thing to go in there and, uh, watch games in a very good facility. So there you go. Uh, ECU softball again, uh, playing in the Pirate Invitational this weekend with Towson Ryder and NC Central, and it starts for ECU at 3 o'clock on Friday. I guess I've put it off long enough. i, I got to talk about it, but, uh, man, uh, ACC basketball. There was only one game last night, and uh, not a very good one for uh, 
If you're a Cavahoo fan like myself, as Virginia just got pummeled, it was 36 to 16 at halftime in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech. I believe it got up to 43 to 16, and then it was just bad. The rest, I mean, they just, I don't know. I, this is the most confounding Virginia team I've ever seen. I know I said that just a few minutes ago, but I absolutely mean it. Hell, I'll probably bring it up again with uh, Rich. It's just, they're confounding. I guess it's a nice way to say it. Uh, Virginia fell to 20 and 7 overall. They're now third place in the ACC at 11 and 5. Virginia Tech improved to 15 and 11 overall. They're 7 and 8 in league play. Uh, busy night uh, tonight as NC State. Will be at home against Syracuse. NC State is sixteen and nine overall. They're eight and six in the ACC, taking on the Orangemen from Syracuse, who are sixteen and ten overall. They're seven and eight in ACC play. They game they in seven and eight in ACC play. That game will be on ESPN two at seven o'clock. The other games in the ACC tonight on the ACC Network at seven o'clock. Boston College at Florida State, and then at nine o'clock also on ACC Network. Pittsburgh at Wake Forest. That's tonight's games, and then tomorrow. Another uh, busy night of games. Duke will be at Miami. Duke is number eight in the country. They're twenty and five overall. They're eleven and three in the ACC. At Miami, who is fifteen and eleven overall, six and nine in the ACC. Uh, that game is at seven o'clock tomorrow night, and it'll be on ESPN. The other big games tomorrow, or the other games in the ACC tomorrow night on ESPNU at seven o'clock. Notre Dame is at Louisville, and at also at 7 o'clock, three 7 o'clock games tomorrow night, ESPN, ESPNU, and then on the ACC Network, Clemson is at Georgia Tech. Carolina off until Saturday when they travel to Charlottesville and put a whooping on by Cavaliers, which uh, is very, very likely to happen. Uh, let me uh, give you ACC standings right now. Uh, first place is Carolina. They are uh, they are 12-3 and three overall. A half game back is Duke at 11-3. and three. Virginia is in third place, a game and a half back at 11-5. and five. And then a three-way tie for fourth place uh, with Pitt. NC State and Wake Forest all at eight and six. Uh, so, and it goes down from there. Clemson, Florida State, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and the rest of the ACC. Uh, the Hurricanes last night, Carolina Hurricanes, a little bit of good news in our neck of the woods last night. Uh, no trouble whatsoever as they beat the Chicago Blackhawks last night in a six to three win. And honestly, wasn't even that close. They just uh, they jumped out early. And then uh, rolled to the win, six and three, or they won six to three. They're now 33, 17 and five overall. Uh, they have 71 points. They're now only four points behind Jacques Pasolek's New York Rangers in the Metropolitan. They're in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. And if they're going to climb the standings, they really need to put some wins together. Uh, and it's going to be tough over the next couple of games. Because on Thursday, they've got the Eastern Conference's second place team, Florida. Uh, at home at PNC Arena, but then on Saturday they take on Dallas, who is the Central Division leading team in the NHL. So, uh, hey, a chance to uh, to make up some space on the Rangers and uh, even on Florida as they play them on Thursday. Tell you what, before we get into high school basketball, let me uh, thank our title sponsor or the uh, the sponsor of. The Brian Hanks Show is Lenore Community College. For more than 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton. 
to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to uh, all our good friends over at LCC for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. And don't forget, second hour today, we're going to have a couple of guests from LCC, Catherine Pearson and Jessica Cruz. Tell you about some of the great things that are going on out there. Got a, a big play that is coming up and just all the great things that are going on out there. Catherine and Jessica, as they always do, will get us caught up on all that. Hey, high school basketball, we are in uh, conference tournament week, and we had a couple of games last night as uh, North Lenore. Uh, they were the fifth seed. They lost to fourth seed at Wallace Rose Hill, 57 to 54 at Southwest Onslow. Uh, very likely. Season is complete now for North and North. They do have a chance to make it to the postseason, uh, but I very, very low chance with that. Um, in fact, if I were calling it right now, I would say uh, North and North season is completed 8-16. and 16. Uh, They finished, like I said, fifth place in the uh, East Central 2A. Now, Wallace Rose Hill, with that win, they will face Kinston Wednesday night at Kinston High School. That game will be at 730 Uh It'll be uh, following the uh, Southwest Onslow game, uh, which will be uh, against James Keenan because South Lenore also played last night. Now, their season is complete. Uh, the South Lenore boys are. They finished 4-19 and overall this season. Uh, they lost to third seed of James Keenan last night, 69-44. to So what that means is uh, South or, uh, uh, Southwest Onslow versus James Keenan tomorrow night at 6 o'clock at uh, – uh, at Kinston High School, followed by Kinston versus Wallace Rose Hill. Okay, now the girls' portion of the East Central 2A begins tonight, and uh, we'll have all three of our teams playing it, including two of our teams playing each other. It's going to be at East Duplin today. Uh, Third-seeded uh, Kinston girls, they're 13-11 and 11 overall. Uh, they finished in a tie with uh, South Lenore for, uh, for third place, but they will take on... South Lenore, or I'm sorry, uh, not South Lenore, with North Lenore. They finished in a tie with North Lenore for uh, third place. Uh, but they will uh, take on South Lenore tonight. So it's Kinston versus South Lenore tonight at 4 o'clock at East Duplin. Did you get all that? There will be a test on this later. Uh, North Lenore's girls, they're fourth seed. They take on fifth seed of James Keenan today at 7 o'clock at East Duplin. And uh, whoever wins that game will take on Southwest Onslow at uh, Kinston High School on Thursday, uh, South Lenore. Yes, we told you that they take on Kenton. So South Lenore versus Kenton today at four North Lenore versus, uh, James Keenan, uh, today at uh, seven o'clock. And again, that game will be both those games. Both those girls games will be at East Duplin tonight. Uh, green central, uh, their boys, uh, man, a tough loss for them. Uh, they're 11 and 14 now, six to six overall. They lost in the first round of the, uh, Eastern Plains two a tournament last night at home against Southwest Edgecombe. They lost 61 to 59. They will be, I think they're going to make the state playoffs. So they're four seeded. They're 11 and 14 overall. They're going to be a very low seed, but I think green central is going to make it. Uh, they will be waiting to hear from the NCHSAA this weekend to see if they make the playoffs. Uh, how about this? The Green Central girls, though, improved to nine and sixteen overall with a win at Farmville Central last night, fifty-five to fifty-three in overtime, and they will advance to the EP two A semifinals. I think that are on Wednesday. Aiden Grifton, though, uh, man, their boys and their girls uh, lost. Uh, the boys fell to twelve and twelve with a sixty-seven to fifty-eight loss at West Craven last night in the Eastern Plains two A tournament. Their season likely over there. The sixth seed, I don't see a sixth seed making it into the state playoffs. 
what a great start for them though. They started six and zero and just kind of uh, fell apart here towards the end of the season. But uh, still building John Moy really building something over there at Aiden Grifton. Uh, so uh, the twelve and twelve, the girls fell to finish their season at three and twenty two. They lost fifty two to thirteen at Southwest Edgecombe last night. Parrot Academy, their season is complete. Both boys and girls. Bethel Academy, their boys and girls, their season is complete. Jones Senior, their boys and girls, their season is complete too. Let's hit uh, hometown heroes real quick here, and then we'll get uh, our friend Richard up here on the line uh, with us here. Uh, last night, Damian Dunn and uh, the third-ranked Houston Cougars. Uh, big win for them last night. Uh, they had to come from behind to win that, but still a pretty good win for them last night. They beat number 11. Iowa State last night, 73-65. to 65. Damian came off the bench. Uh, he only played seven minutes. He was scoreless. He had one foul, and he did attempt one three-pointer in that game. But, uh, again, the Houston Cougars uh, improved to 23-3 overall, 10-3 in the Big 12. They are at number 12, Baylor, Saturday at noon. That game will be on CBS. Then our only other uh, local player, our only other local hometown hero that played last night was Ashante Lynch of Maryland Eastern Shore. Uh, improved to 11 and 12 overall last night, uh, four and four in the MIAC. They won at home versus Coppin state last night, 73 to 51. It was the first game for the Hawks since February 5th. Ashanti came off the bench. She finished with eight points, four rebounds and two steals in 14 minutes. And she will be back in the Tar Hill state on Saturday at two o'clock when her Hawks take on NC central. Uh, like I said, nobody else uh, played last night, and uh, really nobody else plays tonight either, which is uh, crazy. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Hey, on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, the uh, our NBA, our hoops expert, uh, he's, a Na- he's a NASCAR fan too. Did you watch Daytona 500 last night, Richard Clark, from the Carteret oh, County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com? Of course I did. There wasn't anything else on anyway. <laughs> Dude, when it's when you're in the NBA desert in the in the middle of the NBA season like it is right now, and you've got Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night without you and your league pass addiction, I, I okay, I know how you filled it last night, I guess, with uh, Daytona. What are you going to do tonight? What are you going to do tomorrow night with no NBA games? I don't know. I might actually have to talk to Gwen a little bit. Because uh, it's been pretty, it's been pretty depressing. I, I can't stand the All Star break. Um, I, I hope that they make the end season tournament the All Star break. Okay, and may, and maybe some of this talk about how bad the actual game was will make that happen. Uh, but we'll see. Well, I can't think of anything better to delve into with you, Rich, than just to go ahead and jump into that. And man, come on, man, two eleven to one eighty six. Well, let me start I mean, by that, saying... That's what you do I, when I'm, you play NBA 2K, you know? Well, I, I, let me start by saying I'm not a fan of any of the All-Star games. They're all bad at this point because everybody's scared to get hurt. Um, that's the big one. In, in the last probably at least decade, but maybe two decades, the only time I've seen the NBA All-Star game get good, the first year they put in that scoring where you play like pick up to a, to a number. Remember that? Oh, Whatever yeah. that's called. Um for whatever reason, in that fourth quarter of that game, Giannis and LeBron seemed to have something going on, right? Personal. And whatever that was, it leaked over to the other eight guys on the court, and it was some of the best basketball you'll ever see. Um, actually, Kyle Lowry was playing. That's why I remember, because he was probably the worst player on the court at the time. So whatever year that was. 
Okay. Um, but that that fourth quarter was fantastic. But it's the only time it's ever even been a basketball game. So you know. Well, I got to tell you, man, that's what I actually went to. You know, I was in Indianapolis over the weekend. Yeah. By the way, man, I got you a sweet hoodie. I got to get it to you somehow. And you didn't answer my last text. When you go, you got to let me know. Don't say it on the air. But next time you're going to be up in this neck of the woods, or uh, man, I got to okay. maybe figure out next time I'm down in your neck of the woods. But anyway. Anyway, dude, I did go to the Rising Stars game on uh, Friday night, you know, where and I got to see Victor Wimbayana in person, which uh, impressive size-wise, but like you said, nobody was playing with any sort of passion in that game either, even though you might think they would, other than the uh, G League guys. I mean, they, they really uh, played pretty passionately in it. But my point in saying all that is they played that style you're talking about. It was a, uh, four teams, and uh, they – played to 40 the first two games were played to 240 points and then the last game the championship game was played to 25 points i liked it it was cool yeah. it, it was now they used the shot clock which is fine but uh dude i mean they exactly like you said i mean one team seemed like they would jump out and i can't don't don't even ask me to tell you which one but i know it wasn't the g league game in the, in the first game and uh, one of the teams jumped out like to a 16 to four lead, but then ended up losing, even though they were only going to 40 and uh, dude, I'm with you. If you, I wouldn't have a problem doing that as part of an all-star or even, uh, or, or whatever, man, it was, it was very exciting, man. And it wasn't two eleven to one eighty six. Right. Right. I think maybe if they're going to keep the all-star game, cause you've got to remember the all-star game is really about corporate parties and things of that nature. Yeah. So you can't get rid of it. That's the end of the day. They, they're not going to be able to do that. So what do you do from a television standpoint? I'm wondering if they can't do some kind of thing where you have four teams, you know, divide up each team twice and then play pickup and like, you know, game on and you stay on if you keep winning. And if you can't win and you go sit back down and maybe that would bring out enough pride that some of these guys would actually show up. Uh, because it was pretty ugly to watch. Dude. I didn't watch a whole lot of it. Hey, how about this, man? What if you had three on three? And say you got four players per team, so you would have, you know, uh, you know, subs to come in if somebody got tired or whatever. But uh, what about an NBA three-on-three tournament, four players per team? Still, that would, uh, even if you did 24 players, I mean, that's uh, maybe even expand it to where you have eight teams. So that'd be 32 players instead of the 24 players. And more players would get a chance to make the NBA All-Star team and split them up that way, dude. Or am I just being completely ridiculous? I don't love the the three-on-three. Okay. okay. Uh, It's too much not like basketball. It's sort of like, well, I probably shouldn't say that, but it's. it's, (laughs) Sort of like flag football, right? Well, it's sort of like eight-man football. uh, yeah i'm sorry but it is what it is um so i would rather see him play full court because without full court you're going to take all the little guys out of the game for the most part you know what i mean because then it becomes it it becomes a big man's game at that point um so i I prefer to see full court and you can't play full court unless you're five on five we tried, remember when we tried four on four <laughs> at that little bitty court over there and we were all about to die because well, you just can't cover enough ground. And we've got a couple of listeners who, uh, at the Mormon church right here, not that far from where I live right now. Uh, definitely was right around the corner from well, where I used to live. 
Man, that was a fun court. I know exactly what you're talking about. What was it about? Is a two thirds court? If it was that, well, I was talking about the the one over there about on uh, uh, the little boys and girls club or whatever that is over there. Fairfield. That's it. Yeah, Fairfield. Fairfield. Yeah, 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 the Fairfield record. Yeah, that little bitty court you're talking about. Of course, you like that because you take two <laughs> steps and you're half court. Well, what I you liked about it was defense. you would you would be at half court and you're only three foot or four foot away from the uh, three point line. So yeah, people pulling. Out, <laughs> but dude, you know what, man? My old out of shape butt would probably die on that court right now, dude. Oh, uh, don't even get me started. I started running again yesterday for the first time, and I've never been this out of shape. It was pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, but dude, we it was, it was alarming. Yeah, but you know what? The way I do sort of forgive us, and yes, I'm saying us here, dude, we're men of a certain generation, man. I mean, yeah, you we, should, we are old, man. Dude, yeah, hey, dude, yeah. you realize we are closer that, uh, what was it yeah. I heard the other day? And I'm going to mess it up, but it was something about we're, God, we were, we closer are closer to, to World yeah. War II than we are to, uh, being uh i don't even know what it was doggone i'm totally messing it up i'll, I'll figure it out but yeah regardless to say dude we're old but hey uh but we still look good man that's really all that matters right 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 that's all that matters <laughs> richard clark from <laughs> yeah richard clark from carteret county news times carolina coast online.com joining us he's our nba and hoops expert got a lot of in and i think that's probably all we're going to talk about in your visit here uh, we talked about the all-star game. What about the other events? And I'll hold off on the Steph versus Sabrina because I want to do that as a separate little topic here. But the other things, the rising stars, the slam dunk, the three-point contest itself, just your thoughts on the whole weekend altogether there, Rich, and just your thoughts on those events. Uh, those events are fine. You know, they are what they are. It's interesting to me to see how much it's flipped that the three-point contest is probably more exciting. Yep. Um, and, you know, as you know, it wasn't like that. Um, for a long time. So um, maybe ever the dunk contest was kind of a deal. So it's, it's interesting to see that, um, but they're fine. I'm okay with them. And like I said, the Saturday part of it is, is not the problem. The game is the problem. Sorry, man. You caught yeah, me. Lucia. No, you caught me. No, you caught me mid sip there. No. Uh, okay. What about the court, dude? I've got a, the led court, which they've been hyping and hyping and hyping. Dude, I, I want to be impressed with it. I want to enjoy it. But, dude, here's what was freaking me out. And like I said, we're going to get to Steph versus Sabrina here in a second. But it's definitely during theirs and even during the games itself, dude, I didn't like the way it was reflecting up on their faces and and definitely during the three-point contest. Man, they look like aliens out there shooting, you know, shooting shots and all that. And I don't know, dude. I wasn't a big fan of the LED court. Your thoughts? Um, for TV, it looks great, but I don't know that it's something that the NBA should, you know, jump into. Um, I would be more concerned about how was the playing on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, than I would be what it looked like. Cause I think you could do some of that without having to have the led thing. I suspect it's the future. I mean, that's the reality of it. Um, so they just need to play with it a little bit and get the, um, and get the graphics right, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think it's probably the future. If, if for nothing else, it's for advertising. Well, you know? yeah. And you can definitely switch around ads on it. It's almost like how much, right. how much hockey do you watch on TV? Do you watch much? 
A fair amount. Okay. And, I watched and, some this weekend. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't have any NBA. Right. Exactly. I, uh, there you go. Well, I, uh, you know, I try to go to three or four Hurricanes games a year. I, we watch pretty much almost at least a piece of every Hurricanes game here in my house. And they do the same thing with ice. I mean, which, but it's easier to do, I guess, with ice. But it's more a reflection thing, I think, than just what's inside the ice itself. Right. Uh, and it does. It 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 uh, it 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 looks good. I don't think it really affects what is going on with uh, uh, you know with the action itself. And uh, I tell you what, hey, I, can you hold for a second? We're, I'm getting reports yeah. that, that our sound is really bad. I'm gonna. Uh, I tell you what, let's play uh, a little. Uh, let's play a couple of ads here. See what we got okay. going on here, and I'll be right back to you. Okay, dude. No problem. Okay, here we go. Preparation, persistence, sense of purpose. Qualities that lead to victories on the field of play and qualities that create winners in the classrooms of Lenore County Public Schools. We pursue excellence. In 14 different varsity sports and scores of academic and technical programs, we rise to the test. We are Team LCPS. John Dawson, let me tell you about Downey's Protection Systems. Preach it, brother. There you go. Downey's Protection Systems of Kinston. They've been servicing eastern North Carolina for more than 30 years. I got to tell you. John, I judge a house or a home here in Kenson or Lenore County if I don't see that little depth sign in the front yard of their house. You break in. <laughs> that's, that's it exactly. Listen, Depths specializes in residential and commercial installation and service of security systems, fire alarm systems, camera systems, and access control. For more information for a consultation, please visit depthsnet.com. That's D-E-P-S-Net. Dot com and this is the truth. You tell them, John Dawson. That's right. Before I even turned on the power at my house, what was the first call I made? Depths. That's it. I called Downey's Protection System. So if you want your house protected as well as mine is protected, call Tom Vermillion and the folks over at Down East Protection System. And again, I want to thank Depths and LCPS and uh, and Richard Clark, who's on the line with us. Appreciate that, buddy. It just uh, got a couple of reports that are sound. Something was going weird with it. So had to, had to check it out. You know, I'm, I'm a one man operation here, dude. So, uh, had to just make sure everything's good. So thank you, Rich. Well, I got, I got to have a little bit of John Dawson this morning. So <laughs> your, your day is now what a way, what a way to start your day to get to hear John Dawson. Right. That's right. It's a little bit scary. <laughs> I hope he's listening right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, but back to uh, Richard Clark here from the Carteret County News Times, Carolina CoastOnline.com as we're talking NBA All-Star Weekend. And uh, we've talked about the court. We've talked about the game itself. I got to tell you, my favorite part of the whole weekend is probably going to shock you, but it was. It was a Steph Curry taking on Sabrina in that three-point contest. I thought they built it up. Well, I listen, and don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to be politically correct or, you know, woke or anything like that. But, dude, I thought the way they built that up and it, and it put uh, women's basketball, put the WNBA, I thought, in a very good light. I wanted your thoughts on the Steph versus Sabrina contest. I think it's great. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know why anybody would. If if you got a problem with that, you really need to go back and look at your politics a little bit. I'll I, I say this, too. One of, the, uh, one of the best things I saw over the weekend was a uh, – I think it was on Instagram, but it doesn't matter. These little girls had a watch party for Caitlin Clark to break the record. It was like 10 little girls. Now, maybe they play basketball. I don't know. But to me, that's that's what it's all about getting everybody in to, to at least see if they like basketball. And if it helps little girls uh, t- 
return to basketball and start playing, then so be it. And if this the three-point competition helped, which I'm sure it did in some regards, you know, because having role models that you as a child can look at and say, hey, they look like me, they do the stuff I do, I can do that. That matters. It really matters. And we found this out over the course of time with the changing of what movies look like, with what TV looks like, and all this kind of stuff. So I think it's wonderful. I agree with dude, 100%. Everything you said there, Rich. I just thought it was really neat that, and listen, you got to give some kudos to Steph here, man. If I, oh, you know, yeah. I, heard, I mean, yeah, he yeah. didn't have to do that. It's not like Adam Silver was like, Hey, you've got to participate in this. In fact, if I heard it right, it was his idea to do this. You know I mean? Yes. That after he had said, go ahead. Yeah. After she challenged him. Yes, yeah. you're right. But he didn't have to, that's, that's the cool nope. thing that he could have just said, you know, what, what are you doing? Dude, here was my thing about the, the that whole event, Rich. He had nothing to gain. Think That's about right. it. He wins the thing where well, he's supposed to. He's Steph Curry. He's the best three-point shooter of all time. He loses that, dude. That could have been. Yeah. Uh, That's right. It, it would, I mean, it, there would have been some junk talk, not from her, but I'm just talking about probably and no, uh, probably from her too because she's a real player <laughs> make no mistake for sure but i just like i said man with him he had nothing to gain from that he's already uh, arguably the most popular player in the nba dude i gotta tell you man that was the cool thing about being in indianapolis was just seeing all the jerseys dude and just saying i gotta tell you if you broke down all the jerseys you might think all oh, lebron was first dude I didn't see that many LeBron jerseys, man. It was all Steph Curry. Of course, we were in Indianapolis, so there were a lot of Halliburton and uh, even saw some Reggie Miller jerseys, which I thought was really cool. But, dude, Giannis, a lot of people wear Giannis jerseys too. But, dude, by far, number one, and it wasn't even close, I'd say 30 eh, maybe that's too high, probably 20 to 22% of all jerseys I saw were Steph Curry jerseys. So, for him to be, I mean, he's – Arguably the most popular player in the NBA right now, dude. For him to do that, I, th- I saw that spoke uh, volumes about him, Rich. First of all, I don't think it's arguably. I think that Steph is the younger kids' generation player because of the three-point shooting. And as I said earlier, he looks like them. He's smaller and so forth. Um, so I think he's kind of been uh, – if you go back to listen to some of the podcasts we listened to, to start about three, four years ago, there was a lot of – you know, I see more kids with Steph Curry jerseys, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think he's probably the guy. And uh, to touch back to the part about him having nothing to gain, that's not necessarily true. Under Armour was the first, I don't know if they were, I shouldn't say first because I may be wrong on this, but they really marketed a basketball shoe to women. So, you know, for women players. And I don't remember Nike doing that. And I'm a Nike guy, so you would, I would probably remember that. Um, so I think maybe, and Sabrina's not with Under Armour, so let's be clear, she wasn't in it for the money. Um, but I think, it, you know, it goes with everything he's done, Steph Curry has done leading up to this as far as promoting female, bas- female basketball and female sports in general. Well, again, kudos to him. I've always liked him anyway. Dude, you know, of course, you and I were big fans of his pops anyway. So uh, we're He's I think pretty he, classy. Very classy, dude. And I think you and I are unique in that when we hear – when I, well, I, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm going to speak for me. But when I see Steph Curry, I always think he's Dale's kid. 
You know, I mean, that's how I look at him, even to this day, even though, yes, he has made a, obviously made a name for himself. He's one of the best players in the history of the NBA, but I still see him as Dell's kid. Are you the same way? Well, I'm old enough. I saw Dell play for the state championship in Virginia from a school <laughs> that, from a school that had like eight players and none of them were over six foot, but him. And he was basically center shooting jump shots and he won the state. Um, so I think he went to a 1A school up in the mountains, So, which in Virginia we didn't have a 3A, but 3A was big. Yeah. And uh, he played for a tiny school. If I'm not mistaken, it was like Fort something. Um, and he won the state champion. He was the biggest guy on the court, but he, he was shooting jump shots the entire time. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, final thoughts in for you, uh, All-Star Weekend, with everything that went on. Uh, I got to tell you, man, and I will say this because I had firsthand experience with it on Friday and Saturday and heck, even Sunday morning a little bit, dude, I went to the all-star game in Charlotte, man. And this all-star game in Indianapolis, I have never seen a community, dude, every billboard, it seemed like was all-star dude. They had people on every street corner with electronic signs telling you, here's how you get to, if you're going to this event, this is how you get to Lucas Oil uh, whatever, or stadium, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah. Hey there, here's how you get to, uh, whatever Gateland or whatever was the name of, uh, of, uh, the Indianapolis yeah, the Pacers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Their venue dude. And then every, you know, like you were talking about like the parties and the corporate stuff. I'm not exaggerating. When I tell you, Rich, every street corner had two or three people wearing the all-star jacket, holding the electronic signs, telling you, Hey, and Hey, sir, do you need help? Da da da. It was like being in, I don't know, man. It's almost like being in Kinston or something like that with just how friendly everybody was, man. I was, I was blown away just the way they handled everything there. And I don't, I doubt that came across on TV, but I'm telling you, man, in person, it was, it was awesome, man. Just the way they had, dude, you would love this man in the Indianapolis airport, which I had never flown through before, by the way, it's my very first time I've been in pretty much every major city in America, never been to Indianapolis before, dude. They had a full-size NBA basketball court in the airport, man. And had, oh, wow. Dude, it had probably 15, 20 workers there, and you're walking by, and they throw you a basketball and say, hey, take a shot. <laughs> man, I, I've been waiting for that. There's these guys <laughs> on TikTok that roll out one of those brims that's got the little base with the water in it. Yeah. And, uh, like, on the street in New York, and they'll throw a ball, and most of the people just move away from the ball, you know. I've been waiting for them to throw it to me. <laughs> dude, I hey, don't feel I'll bad. Throw a hey, brick I, up there. Oh, dude, I shot my air ball, man. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was an air ball. But in my defense, I did have a jacket on, and you know, uh, anyway, there's no defense, man. But, <laughs> but it was just really neat, man. The way Indianapolis, absolutely, uh, I love it. They, the way they did it, and it, it was awesome, man. It was very, very awesome. It's okay. probably a good town for for something like that in the first place, um, because Indianapolis, you know, it's not one of the big markets. So there's not a lot of other stuff going on. So it's probably a good area, good spot for something like the NBA All-Star game. Well, I was blown away, man. And again, uh, not trying, I guess I'm humble bragging or just whatever, but dude, I've been to pretty much every major city in America at one time or another. Indianapolis, I'd never, I'd never even flown through Indianapolis before. So this was my first experience there. And I left very, very impressed, man. I, the, just the friendliness of the people were amazing. Okay. Uh, anything else on all-star weekend that you want to talk about before we move on? 
No, no, I'm good. Okay, very good. Uh, Gino, Ar- and I can never say his last name. How do you say it? Aero- Ariyama. Uh, Ariyama. Ari- Ariyama. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, like no, that. no. Uh, you've got it, I think. Uh, they made such a big deal last night about him moving past Coach K in all-time wins, and yeah, now Coach K is number three in all-time wins, and I'm sitting there going, well, I know Gino's a women's coach. Who's the number one? And it's a women's coach. Dude, and listen, you and I are as PCs. Not that we're PC, but <coughs> excuse me. Uh, dude, and I respect women. I respect women's sports, but, man, don't be – coming to me with this junk about Gino Ariyama is now number two all-time in wins. Uh, he's number two in women's wins, uh, in women's basketball wins. Where, why, how have we got as a society now, Rich, that we've got to combine men's and women's basketball and blah, blah, blah. No, we don't. Do we? Or am I, am I being misogynistic, which I don't, I hope I'm not, dude. Well, no, um, I, I would agree with you for the most part on that. I think the problem is really has nothing to do with that. Okay. It's that basketball's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Record keeping, I guess, for lack of a better word. It's messed up. Now, there is no NBA Hall of Fame. There's a basketball Hall of Fame. And they put college guys that never played in the NBA in there because college doesn't have their own specific college basketball hall of fame you see what i'm saying so we've been including the nba and college professional and collegiate players all along anyway to go in the hall of fame so this is just the next step i don't agree with it i don't agree with the the, the basketball hall of fame is a joke um so i I think they they really need the nba needs to look at their own thing because i'm with you those are different man and and I'm not trying to say that Dean Smith is a better coach than Pat Summit when it comes to pure basketball, but Pat Summit didn't coach any any men, and and Dean Smith didn't coach any women. And I'll say this: my whole high school coach, as he got older, coached the girls' team toward the end, and he always said it was easier coaching the girls. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know if that's true. And I remember on your show, I think one of the the softball or the basketball coach over at the college said it was not easier coaching girls. So, um, <laughs> so I don't know who's right on that one, but I will say it's probably a different animal. Well, ironically, I had that's Coach Parson who I hung out with Tad Parson this weekend in Indianapolis. His son was playing in that HBCU classic, and uh, that's he. That's who you're talking about. Who coached women's basketball over at LCC? So, uh, dude, it just again, I. I don't want to offend anybody and I don't, I mean, but I just, I feel like it's part of the PC culture that, Oh, we've got to lump in everybody in college basketball. You know, uh, they're both, you know, all three of them are division one coaches. Does it matter if they're men or women? Yeah, it does matter if it's, it absolutely matters. It Uh, absolutely matters. Well, thank you. Then I'm glad I'm not uh, out on a, on a limb here by myself on that one. Okay. Wanted to get at least because I do. I want to wrap up with who's next in the NBA, and we're going to talk about that to wrap up our conversation. But I do need a couple minutes on the ACC, dude. Okay, I'm laying down on on my couch here. You've got to talk me off the ledge, man, because uh, my Cavaliers last night. Did you watch any of that game against the? I did not. The, god, did they lose? the, the godless dude. Did they lose? They they were down forty three to sixteen at one point to Virginia Tech, man. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's not funny, man. 
because Virginia Tech is terrible. A little yeah. side note, side note, to take it all the way back to Steph Curry. You know, Steph Curry really wanted to go to Virginia Tech, and they didn't recruit him. Yeah, I know. Well, that shows I mean, you that's know. pathetic. Because their their program, their basketball program is, yeah, yeah. it's not very good. I, uh, I know. Oh, dude, who are you talking to, man? You know, <laughs> I hate everything that that burnt orange turkey stuff from That's Virginia some Tech. of the ugliest colors on the, in college sports. <laughs> Thank you. I agree wholeheartedly. But what made it worse was they didn't even rush the court or anything. I kind of was hoping Virginia Tech would rush the court. And I mean, the game, what, the final score ended up being, uh, hold on as I get it pulled up here, uh, 75 to 41. And can I tell you something, Rich? It wasn't, mm-hmm. even, it wasn't even that close, honestly. I mean, they had them, wow. du- they had them doubled up. Until like the last minute and a half, two minutes, Virginia, Virginia actually made like a little ten to two run at the end of the game to make it that respectable seventy-five to forty-one score. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I just well, I've never that, honestly that that's sort of the problem with the way that um, your coach teaches the game because if you're not playing. If you're having one of those bad days offensively, you're going to get blown out because you play slow and, you know, it's just what it is. Um, the flip side is you're going to win most of your games with him as a coach. So Yeah, but good God, man. Now 20-7 and seven overall. Dude, you know our closest loss has been 11 points, man. Of the seven losses, the closest one was 11. I'm just going to go down the math here, dude. Lost to Wisconsin by 24. Lost to Memphis by 23. Lost to Notre Dame, and we know how bad Notre Dame is this year. 9-16 and 16 overall, but they lost to Notre Dame by 22. By, to NC State by 16. Wake Forest by 19. To Pitt by 11, and then last night by 34 to a bad Virginia Tech team. We got. Oh, I got to get your prediction since it'll happen between before you come back on with me next week. Uh, Carolina and Charlottesville, four o'clock on Saturday, dude. I guess I, I need to be worried, don't I? It's kind of the game of the stumbling duo, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Carolina's not exactly sitting in on fire right now. Um, I think maybe they're in there. Those teams are waiting for the tournament, maybe. So there's been a little bit of middle letdown. Um, you guys, the problem, like I said before, Virginia just doesn't have a very big margin of error. So when you're not, when your defense isn't sharp and your offense is stagnant, they're going to get blasted because they don't shoot threes well. So, you know, I was just telling somebody the interesting thing about the NBA right now is that a 20 point lead is not safe ever. They will erase that so yeah. fast yeah. that, and it's bled down to college. It's probably not twenty; it's probably more like twelve or fifteen. But those leads are just not safe, except Virginia, because they don't shoot threes and they don't run up and down the court. So if you get down by eight, you might as well be down by twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I, it's just the style of play. It's not conducive to playing a close game and things of that nature. You, you guys are going to lose. When you lose, you're going to lose big basically is the whole point seven losses and like i said the closest one being 11 point loss and then 34 to the godless hordes of virginia tech last night man my my heart is (laughs) broke dude side note since i bashed their basketball program one of the best places to see a football game i know if they're if they're good i dude i've been i can remember i did the ecu game up there ecu at virginia tech right after the the mass shooting at uh, virginia tech so i really got a good view of it uh 
Brian North and I up there. That that was it was pretty amazing. But uh, I'm surprised they let him go over there since he's from Harrisonburg and whatnot. <laughs> I bet he didn't tell anybody he was there. <laughs> he probably didn't. You're right about that. Richard Clark joining us here on the uh, on the Spence Automotive guest line here on the Brian Hank Show this morning here for the final few minutes of the first hour. Could you stay with us a minute or two into the second hour? Absolutely. I love it. I love it because I know this next topic will be our final thing we're going to talk about here is uh, who's next. I mean, we're, let's circle back to the NBA, and uh, it was talked about quite a bit. In fact, it's the lead story on ESPN right now. Who is going to be next for uh, the NBA? I mean, LeBron has been, you know, uh, listen, <laughs> Say what you want to, and I'm not a LeBron fan by any stretch of the imagination, but I believe, like you have said, I think, Rich, he is now the number two player in the history of the NBA, dude. I mean, when you've been to 20 all-star games, which has never happened before, and he's not slowing down. I mean, he's slowing down a little bit, but it's not like he's averaging 10 points and eight rebounds a game. I mean, he's still amongst the, the best players in the NBA. I'd say he's a top 20 player in the NBA still. But his time, he is much closer to the end of his career than he is to the beginning of it. And we're going to have to start finding who is going to be next. Who's going to be the next face of the NBA? We've talked about Steph Curry, who, by the way, yeah, he's still, you know, still, I don't know if he's in the the best part of his career, but he's closer to the end of his career than he is the uh, beginning of it. Yeah, 100%. I just wanted to get a couple of names from you. I mean, it's a good, it actually is. It's by Tim Bontemps on uh, ESPN.com. You can check it out there. But I wanted to get your thoughts, Rich, on who you think the next face of uh, the NBA is going to be or the next two or three faces that are going to do this handoff. We did the handoff from, well, from Bird and Magic to uh, Michael. And then from Michael, there was a couple of years in the the, uh, forest there but uh, it, then it was LeBron's league, and it really has been for 20 years. Who's next for you, Richard Clark? Well, I think you're going to – it's kind of – it's sort of like the boomers and Gen X and then the millennials. You know, the Gen X is a smaller population, which is us. And so we kinda, we're kind of we going to skip them just for the sake of argument here. But in that group would include Jason Tatum, who's probably next. He's probably really next. Okay. All right, but we're going to drop down a little bit further because, you know, Luca's only 25 or 26. Yep. So um, he's probably going to be the one. But if you're just talking about the really young guys, the league is in great shape. I mean, you got Paolo, who is a, is going to be an absolute stud if he's not. If You, you kind of say that now if you want. And Anthony Edwards, I think those are the two that have the most potential uh, and you can cl- probably include Shea Gilgis Alexander in that group as well. Okay. Those three guys are probably the ones that are going to take the take the mantle to the next line. And Anthony Edwards is, is a flat. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, flappable is that the word? You know, he's a good interview, and he he cares about what he's saying. And he's got a lot of emotion. So I think as the spotlight moves to him, I think you'll see the league embrace some of what you know he's young still uh, i think he's 23 um at right now but i think he's the guy ultimately because he's got the best personality and and so forth you know what i mean yeah and on the screen he if you've ever watched the timberwolves game his athleticism jumps off the screen and you and i say that when we're watching a sport of probably the best athletes in the world um if you want to make that argument about another sport we can but 
if we're just doing pure athletes, I don't know that the NBA would be outside of the top two or three, right? So um, Anthony Edwards is probably the guy, but Paolo and Tyrese Halliburton and and Shea are probably the guys moving forward. So the league is in great shape. Matter of fact, I think Silver talked a lot about expansion this weekend, so I think it's coming. Um, and the base of a lot of it was how much talent there is in the league. And I've said it before on this show, from an individual talent standpoint, the league has never been deeper. Never. There is talent across the board. I, I Even the you, bad team. Tell you what, put a pin in it. We're wrapping up our first hour, and uh, because I want to, I, I think you forgot a name in there, but I'm going to hit you on that as we go into our second hour. But li- listen, listeners, thank you so much for uh, listening to the first hour of the Brian Hanks Show. Coming up in our second hour, we will have our guest from LCC and Richard Clark.